Welcome to the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the show. So we have come full circle on our self-care season here at Think Fit, Be Fit. I'd like to welcome Dr. Linda Walker and Nick Bolheis of NeuroPeak Pro. Hello. Hey, Jen. Good to see you. Like I said, we've been talking about self-care for a couple months now, and I feel like self-care queen at this point, but we haven't talked about this really important subject of sleep yet. And I I have an intention of this conversation being powerful because this is, you know, we're talking about a human ex- universal experience <laughs> that is also shrouded in mystery that also gets a lot of airway on the internet that might not necessarily be helpful. And I would like to be a voice of uh, a helper of the voice of reason for helping evolve this conversation about sleep and helping people understand more about it and what a, what kind of connections we can you know put together in our everyday health and wellness and just be really productive with you know our self care. I'm also like just so excited also to have Nora Peak Pro back on the podcast because we had a great interview conversation with you guys. It is the most downloaded episode of 2022. We're sitting on the heels of the end of the year. So that's one reason I'm super excited about having you all back. And also, you know, I'm just a huge supporter of you know, your message, your products. And I use my NeuroPeak belt often, especially when my sleep is a little lacking or I feel busy brained at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, So I'd love for you to introduce yourselves and we'll then we'll get started with some really cool questions. Awesome. Well, on my screen, I'm on top of Linda's picture, so I guess... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll start, but uh, yeah, I'm Nick Bolheis. I'm our vice president of performance programs at NeuroPeak Pro. Yeah, you spoke with my colleague or our colleague Bethany this spring, and uh, we do have a friendly wager going right now to see if we can beat her downloads from her interview. So, but she set the bar really high. Great, great uh, interview that you all did in the spring, and yeah, I'm just really excited to uh, to be with you today. And I always, you know, I always say, and it's not even joking, but like I've worked with Linda for years. I'm anticipating I'm going to learn something new listening to your conversation today because I always learn something new uh, listening to her, even after all these years. So I'm happy to sit back and enjoy the show as well. That's awesome. (laughs) That's humbling. Thank you, Nick. So I'm Linda Walker, uh, Director of Performance Science at NeuroCore, but I do a lot of, I, I wear many hats. I teach in the field of, of neurofeedback and biofeedback, mentoring others who take this to their clients, but I also have a small private practice. So kind of get around uh, just in terms of practicing it and teaching it and really just kind of trying to live it and trying to teach other people how to live it. So it's I'm I'm excited to be here and, and hope I can 
give people a few things to think about and and uh, just bump that uh, that uh, health and well-being that everyone is working for up just at least another notch. So thanks for mm-hmm. having me. Oh, this yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, thanks for being here. We have, uh, I think, one of my main issues with the whole conversation on sleep on the internet. Uh, so I'm just referring to like the marketing and just like the quick soundbite kind of things. Is that you know we have to follow this checklist, and that if we don't follow this checklist and wear this device, we're gonna have awful sleep and. I just hate the idea of people being scared into like sleeping well. <laughs> I love the idea of obviously restful and good sleep. And on the other side of that, there's a, a notion that, you know, sleep is not, you know, you're not really doing anything, but we spend a third of our life doing it, I think a third. So there's just a lot of mystery is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I guess, where do we start? You know, do we really need eight hours of sleep and, and, you know, yeah, it really is a good place to start. I'm going to, I'm going to put on my therapy hat for just a second. In addition to my, my teaching hat, the very first thing that I ask people when they come into my practice and and whether it be for optimal performance or, or whether it be to deal with a chronic illness is how's your sleep and how much do you get each night what are you doing in the time before sleep how much exercise do you get how much exposure to light how all all the questions but but the single biggest factor that i have to to put in order before i can get any of my other therapies to be very effective is sleep mm. And you think that, you know, as you said earlier, we don't do much during sleep. Why do we waste a third of our our life doing that? But mm. evolutionarily, you think, okay, if it was that negative, why has, hasn't it kind of passed out of our, our set of behaviors and attributes? Why haven't we not, you know, selected for people who just don't sleep? So clearly it's, it's maintained a, um, it, it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we think about, we're humans. We're circadian beings. We're rhythmic beings. Uh, everything oscillates, uh, and we're and we're quite tied to this this earth that we live on that that also has a rhythmic effect. So, we think a little bit about sleep. We're really we're really kind of talking about that rhythmic effect that that's hardwired into us o- over our our history as human mm-hmm. beings. And so, it's a mystery. And yet so many, so much of our restorative processes happen during the, that sleep period. If, if we didn't, we couldn't live. Mm. Uh, so, you know, is it important? Why is it here? Uh, it's so important that, that it's the very first thing treatment wise that, that we've got to put in order before we go forward. So mm. really, you know, I, I think there's another piece of this too that is important. You know, you kind of said, I don't, you know, people should be scared into sleep. I completely agree. We're yeah. homeostatic beings. We balance and rebalance ourselves based on our life and our lifestyle. And I think it's important to talk about sleep in terms of what we do and in, for, in terms of, of creating a healthy habit. But I think that if I tell someone, particularly a client who's having a lot of distress, this is what you absolutely have to do. If you can't do it, you're going to fail at, at your therapy. They may as well just walk right out of my office right now. I mean, we've got to have something that's, that's manageable and achievable by by people. Mm. Yeah, and I was thinking about like, 
the the context of our work while you were saying that. And I think there's a piece of like what happens during sleep. Are, you know, are we like creating less stress in the body? You know, is that part of the process or yeah, because it's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, so sleep is, is um, a lot of things happen during sleep mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's, it's our restorative period where we restore not only our body, but our mind. So in in terms of there, so there's a couple of, of of layers to this conversation. First of all, there's there's the layer of, of what we need to have good sleep, and that's the pre-sleep routine. But then what happens during sleep? And we can kind of talk about sleep in, in terms of its different stages. And I'm sure everyone's kind of, you know, heard heard those before. You know, there's the the first light stage of sleep. And then we move into a state where our brain kind of slows down those those brain rhythms and we move into kind of a slower wave sleep. And, and finally into what we call a REM sleep. But each of those stages is restorative for, for different reasons. Mm. Um, so, for instance, REM sleep, and particularly the, the latter stages of REM sleep, are incredibly important for our emotional health. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and our, our mental health and our ability to learn and remember. Interestingly enough, some of the beginning stages of sleep are incredibly important for our physiological health. So our ability to to engage in, a, in, a, in an athletic performance and feel better the next day, mm. our, our ability to restore after we've had a good hard workout. So, so there's the pre-sleep routine, but then there's also a conversation about going to bed early or going to bed late, getting up t- too early or sleeping late. And, and those are, are relevant as well because all of those stages matter. So that's why the conversation of sleep becomes so critical and the idea of, of what we call sleep hygiene, you know, what we do to take care of that sleep process and to implement that sleep process is so important. So, Nick, when does the sleep factor come up for you when you're working with clients? You know, it, it's funny. Uh, we, we were just uh, working with a new professional hockey team this week. We had the chance to, to go out to a new pro team and we were presenting to all the players, kind of getting them all onboarded. And as we were talking to the performance staff afterwards, they're like, you had everybody buy in when you mentioned sleep. You know, because when we talk about what we do at NeuroPeak Pro and you know the the precision breathing training and the brain performance training, how it helps with recovery and can help manage stress. As soon as we hit and the more balanced you are, that can lead to better sleep, they all signed on. <laughs> Because, yeah, you think about it, hockey games get done at 10 o'clock at night. Well, there's natural rhythms from a chemical standpoint that should be happening at 10 o'clock at night, even, you know, a few hours before that, yet they're redlining at that time. Their max effort, which are releasing other chemicals, which disrupt that whole pattern. So when we can go to them and say, hey, if you do this, it can help with this area because, yeah, they... They get back on that bus, they get to their hotel room, and they're still wired for sound. Yeah. And they've got to be up for practice at 8 a.m. the next morning or getting on a plane to go to the next city. Uh, mm. That's when the the conversations really hit home with our athletes. And then I was just with a, a new client this morning, a very successful uh, wealth management individual. They oversee a lot of money for a lot of people. And... She was like, I go home 
and I just dream about work. So I just relive my day all night long. And it's this vicious cycle. She's like, if you can just help me to not relive my work day in my dreams all night long, that will help my emotional health so much. Um, so it's like, no matter where you're at, we're all going to deal with stuff. Most of these things directly impact our sleep. And like Linda alluded to, it's like the first thing you got to take care of. Otherwise, nothing else you do is going to be as effective as it could be. Yeah. I think that second one was a big ask. Yeah. And which is why I think all our colleagues with muscle activation techniques and, you know, became allied because we do this wonderful technique of helping the neuromuscular system. And then, you know, how how am I supposed to help my clients retain and gain without having the sleep conversation? So NeuroPeak Pro opened the door for so many of us to have that conversation because there's just so, like I said, there's so much mystery in our health and well-being and sleep when it, when they all come together. And then having the ability to like have a something you can control and make it a part of your day with precision breathing with the hrv training um is just an amazing tool yeah no exactly i think that's the exciting thing of of us working together neuropeak pro and mat is typically when you think about sleep you're thinking top down what can i do for my brain to help me to sleep But we're both kind of starting with the approach of, well, let's go bottom up. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's correct us physiologically first. And then as people understand how that impacts, you know, your neurological activity and your sleep, which I'd love to hear Linda's thoughts on, again, what's really happening when we're doing precision breathing that helps to improve the quality and the quantity of sleep. I mean, it's it's a different way of thinking about sleep, the bottom-up approach. Yes, please. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. You know, interestingly, when I start thinking about physiological processes and the fact that things are are helpful, then the, the next question I always want to know is I want to deconstruct, well, why is that? You know, what is it that, that precision breathing and heart rate variability gives to sleep? And the answer may be that there may be two layers of, of benefit there. Interestingly enough, the last, just even the last couple of years, we've had kind of started to have a, a bit of an explosion of studies regarding heart rate variability and sleep and what it gives to sleep. And a couple of them that were, were quite, pretty recent, uh, like this year, we found that when we looked at people who were you know just dealing caregivers of, of individuals with, with uh, chronic illnesses or, or terminal illnesses, when we looked at, at that population, that, that's a really stressed out, usually sleep deprived because they're, they're up constantly uh, giving care, depressed population. And what we found in that group of individuals that there were certain metrics that when we did heart rate variability biofeedback, improved significantly. We talk about balance during sleep, but I'm going to throw out a a, a term called low frequency power, which when we breathe at a certain rate and we get very, very precise in our breathing and very consistent in our breathing, and that's right around six breaths a minute for most people, that increases what a metric that we call the low frequency power in the heart. And if we can think about low frequency power is 
if we deconstructed all the heart rhythms, we would come up with three main rhythms. Low frequency is kind of the one that gets loaded when we do precision breathing. So for those caregivers, low frequency power went up. Our heart rate variability overall, the difference between our fastest beats and slowest beats changed. They re they reported decreased depression and um, they reported better sleep quality. But it gets a little bit better than that. Even uh, we looked at we looked at um, this year again. Uh, it was a, a Chinese study, and they looked at bobsledders. And this is this is Nick directly relevant to the hockey players. Um, so during that period of performance, during bobsledding season, their sleep is is incredibly disturbed. You know, you've got the pressure of, of performance, right? And what we found in those individuals in that heart rate variability, decreased levels of anxiety, and guess what? Wait for it, improved sleep. So on one level, we think that heart rate variability certainly decreases that busy brain, decreases the levels of anxiety, decreases some of the impact of perhaps performance pressure. That's great. But there may be a slightly different layer as well. The other thing, and it's been a little older study, very good one, saw uh, studied heart rate variability biofeedback and noticed that during sleep, the respiratory sinus arrhythmia actually increased. So this was this was really kind of looking at during sleep, respiratory sinus arrhythmia, the speeding up and, and slowing down of the heart due to deep breathing. So hmm. we know that what we do in the waking state not only calms our, our brain, not only facilitates sympathetic parasympathetic balance, but also we carry that into that sleep in general. So we need to we need to flesh this out a fair bit more but that simple behavior that we can do before sleep could have some profound impacts on on in you know first getting to sleep and then potentially even our our you know our quality of sleep through the sleep stages. Mm. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. I, I wonder um, how long have you been working with neurofeedback, biofeedback with the body? Too long. <laughs> Too long. Too <laughs> long. Now, I, I, uh, I started uh, my neurofeedback biofeedback practice. It's been right around the year 2000. So I, I kind of think mm -hmm. about that. It was 22 years is a long time. <laughs> like asking a woman her age, Jen, like, I'm just glad you asked and it wasn't me. I know we're not going to ask that question. Well, I mean, it's, I, well, I'm fascinated by that. Um, <laughs> and I hope you didn't take any offense to that. I, you know, uh, it's like, it, it's just because it's just like just becoming a pretty hot subject is why I'm asking. And, you know, that level of credibility it sounds probably doesn't, I don't know, like you might be standing alone in that level of credibility in this field. Or you know, in a there, small there, group. Are some old, there are some old timers, thankfully, and, and I'm not among that group yet. But I, okay. I start to, you know, I, what's exciting for me is I see more and, and more and more people moving into this field as therapists across, you know, our healthcare spectrum wanting mm -hmm. to use these therapies. That's huge. And, you know, kind of piggybacking that, you look at the, the level of data and research. So I started looking at, just kind of keeping track of of studies probably about 
10, 15 years ago, just kind of watching just heart rate variability in general. And you you started about the year 2000. If I had to kind of draw it out in a curve, it kind of go like this. And about 2000, it kind of went like this. And now we're really in the last few years, we are just we are just skyrocketing in the, num- the number of studies. So that's exciting. So mm-hmm. finally, we're we're I think I think sometimes you know our, our excite our excitement uh, was 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 ahead of our science but our excitement was well placed and now it's it's nice to see that our science is is saying yeah hey you're right what we're doing physiologically with our with our breathing and with reg- regulating our bodies really matters and counts Mm. that's exciting yeah yeah and like you said like the excitement is one thing but then like there's people selling things on the other end of this excitement that is where you know, people end up like feeling like they're at the mercy of like, I have to get good sleep. And then that creates like more, you know, these like micro traumas and trying to get to sleep. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, more anxiety. Well, yeah. and, and, th- and that's true. I mean, in some ways, I feel like I look at our, 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 our growth of technology right now with, with, with physiological regulation. And in some ways, sometimes it does feel a little bit like the Wild West. But the good news is we've got a good, we've good, got a good scientific basis for some good basic things. And I think that it's, it's, it's important to keep some practical tenets in mind. First mm-hmm. of all, if you don't get good sleep, let's just say for a season, it's not great for us. But how many how many millennia have we as humans lived across how many conditions? Okay, we're going to rebalance because we're homeostatic beings, and and so I think the very first thing that we need to do is say, okay, I have a period of my life, I have these performance demands upon me, I know that I have to fulfill those. How do I counterbalance that? And I think that that's a better conversation and a healthier conversation, actually, truly a more realistic conversation than. Oh my gosh, I'm not dotting all of my I's and crossing my T's with getting exactly the right amount of vitamins in the morning and, and the right amount of light and exercise in, in the afternoon. And, and let's, 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 let's shelve that conversation. Let's talk about living, living the best we can within balance and counterbalancing the times when we can't. Mm. Breathing comes right back to that. Mm. A stressful day. Yeah. Uh, You, you're, you're playing hockey until what, midnight, Nick? And we can use some of our breathing techniques to kind of downmodulate some of some of that stress that we put upon ourselves. I mean, like the breathing, it's like it's like metaphorically that works and like exactly logically that works. <laughs> you know, the ups and downs and the counterbalance. I love that. <laughs> what if I told you the biggest thing standing in the way of peak performance is potentially something as simple as changing how you breathe? We at Think Fit Be Fit rely on science for new ways to optimize performance. That's why we've partnered with NeuroPeak Pro and their new product, the Intel Belt. NeuroPeak has developed the next generation of wearable tech. This belt is a real-time training device designed to teach users how to breathe properly in order to strengthen their resilience to stress, recover quickly, and effectively execute the task in front of them. If you're ready to begin unleashing the true power of breath, download the free NeuroPeak Pro app to experience their precision breath training or dive deeper into the science of breath training by visiting thinkfitbefitpodcast.com slash NPP. Your best training is a breath away. If I said to my client, 
if you're sleepy, you have sleepy muscles. Would that be like a fair an- an- analogy for them and that they, they should be more concerned about their muscle performance if they were sleeping, not sleeping or vice versa? You're definitely going to increase, you know, just that that level of physical malaise, if you will, particularly in, in those stages of sleep that are the earlier parts of the night. So if you're staying up until midnight or one or two watching the movie, you're probably not going to be having your best physical performance the next day. Mm. Uh, certainly when you're trying to fine tune uh, your, your, your physiology, you're not going to perform as well. So, yeah, I think that's a, a fair statement that... Um, you know, you're still going to, you're going to overcome. We humans are great at that. Yeah. It's not going to be the, the best of, of your performance. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I definitely stayed up with uh, too much artificial light during the world series recently. So, um, you know, I was having those conversations with myself. <laughs> now you know, remind oh, me, are you a Phillies? I am a Phillies fan because I grew, I'm of that area. I, I grew up, Northern Maryland, way up near the uh, Mason-Dixon line, and all my family. I have lots of cousins in Philadelphia, and I, that's I, like the worst, isn't it? Where you stayed <laughs> up late, and then the team still loses. You know, like I, mean, I was just waiting for a Philly joke, Philly fans. That, I was like, yeah. okay, here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from Michigan. We have the Lions. We have the Tigers. I mean, I've wasted a lot of late nights in my life watching <laughs> Michigan sports teams lose, and then. You wake up the next morning and you're ticked and you're tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, to yeah, and like you know, to like the really important like application of all this stuff. The next morning, one of the first, I, I really do like doing my precision breath breath in the morning, but especially if I have you know I'm watching Game Four and I know I I could I could feel it because I've worked at diligently at getting great sleep because there was a long period of time in my life where that was not the reality, right? So I know game four, <laughs> I'm so psyched. Game five, I was so psyched. And those two nights, I just like didn't have great sleep. The first thing I do is do I put on the belt, cuddle with my dog, and then start the breath training. So why I, I think I have a, a pretty good of idea of why that could be helpful, but I'd really like to hear it from you guys as to like why that was a wise choice of mine. I think that's a great point you make, and I'll let Linda answer the science part of it here. But you know, a lot of people think about, yeah, I've got a busy brain. I need to do my precision breathing before I fall asleep to help <laughs> me to to come down. But yeah, we have a lot of people that, yeah, okay, I didn't get a good night of sleep. I need to be activated here the next morning because I'm at a deficit right now. So that's why we we throw around the phrase balance a lot because we're not always trying to bring you down. Breathing is so important, kind of both directions, uh, if you will. Yeah, and in terms of uh, throughout the day, you know, breathing serves a lot of purposes in terms of centering at at the beginning of the morning. Oxygen exchange, gas exchange, getting the the right quantity of oxygen in the brain to get the brain awake and and you know fueled up in the morning is huge, even even in spite of a a tough night's sleep. During the day, using it to just take a pause and knock down that stress mountain that builds mm-hmm. up in a, in a, in a, in a lot of optimal performers. We're great at amping up, 
We're not great at, at, at doing the counterbalance and coming down, but taking even those little periods during the day to just knock that out. At the end of the day, that's less, less cortisol that's floating around. That's less, you know, that's less activation in our brain. And uh, then we have just a little easier time in, in moving on to that sleep. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, by the way, I'm really glad when I look at, at your background, you've got, you've got natural light and yes. that's huge. Thank you. <laughs> You're just yeah. helping people regulate their sleep right there by, by doing all their work right in front of those windows. Yes. And I have some really fun lighting in here that I will not turn on this overhead lighting, like the clean, the, the cleaning person does and that's it like i better not be in this room cuz i <laughs> just can't throughout my journey with sleep i noticed that i'm very light sensitive i mm-hmm. i i've gotten the message that humans are light sensitive like we absorb it but it affects me driving um i have i have a little bit of an issue if i go into like a best buy or target like the overhead lighting it it pierces me. I can feel something changing in my body. So yeah, I've gone out of my way to, yeah, I really enjoy the lighting in here too. Thank you. <laughs> I think you know, light being one of those natural resetters of the circadian rhythm, which is incredible for sleep. Mm-hmm. I think truly, if you got up in the morning, mm-hmm. you got your cup of tea, I'm not going to say coffee, although coffee's okay in <laughs> moderation, got outside, got your light exposure, maybe find a place and do some good breathing and take a good walk. That's probably one of the best things you can do for your sleep at the other end of the day. Mm. So yeah, we can't always do that. But on those off season times, during those times when we're not stressed out, we've got that moment. Those are really, really helpful. Yeah. So the the light exposure being something that helps the circadian rhythm. And huge, it's nice huge. and relaxing, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and natural light exposure, not, you know, like you said, not the artificial overheads and morning light exposure. So, you know, exercising in the morning, getting light exposure in the morning. I like to do both together. That can be mm-hmm. kind of, you know, taking out two birds with one stone. That can be really helpful. Breath work is important in recovery. Mm. So go do your cardio, hit your breath work afterward downregulate that system and you've got the best of all of the worlds then. So, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So yeah, some people ask me, so I've worked a lot in uh, soccer strength and conditioning and I've gotten this question so many times, like, what should I do for a cool down? And I've referred to, to breath work instead of like just random stretching but if you add breath work into your random stretching, like I'm all for it. Like that's kind of the way I phrase it. <laughs> you think about what we're doing here. You know, you're really amping up the system during a workout. That's great. We're all about flexibility. We're all about being able to move and shift from, from one state to another. And what you're doing when you when you finish that with breath work is you're you're really kind of helping you know, our, our body's a, a push and pull of mechanisms. So we, we've, we've, we've activated one mechanism with, with the workout, but then we're using heart rate variability and breathing to kind of pull it back to the other and creating a whole lot more autonomic flexibility. And as a result, a whole lot more resource for our performance uh, by doing that. So that's kind of cool. I think it's interesting to think about too, you know, we mm-hmm. talk about it, you're talking to your, your clients about it. It's nice to be able to show them what it's doing as well. 
And, you know, Linda's been doing this for 20 some years. I've done it for 16. I think back to, you know, the, the briefcase of breathing equipment we would use to lug around in the not too distant past. So it was really clumsy to hook somebody up to show them their breathing and their HRV and all that. Well, again, that's why we developed the Intel belt. So that like right there in the recovery setting, hey, strap this belt on, pull up the app on your phone. And as you're doing that precision breathing, you can show the client how the nervous system is responding in real time. Mm. Then they have that total buy and like, oh, that's why I'm doing this. Um, everybody likes data. They like actionable data. You know, we have all of our trackers that track all kinds of stuff that we don't do anything with. Um, we're, we're all about, Hey, if we're going to give you data, it's actionable. And it, and it helps to aid in the, the, why am I doing this aspect of, of the breathing? Yeah. You know, one thing with, with the belt that I've always really liked is that it's, it's hidden. So I can, be on my device right here mm. and uh no one sees the belt but i can be going through my breathing and it's kind of like that little secret weapon that i can use to just kind of recreate myself and uh get myself back into a, a you know a good flexible place and no one has to see that or know that but it's it like i said it's that that little secret weapon that i can just always pull out so that's mm. kind of been fun and cool. Only trip I took this fall that was for work was out to Denver. And I always have trouble sleeping when I go to Denver. And I used to go several times a year. I took the belt this time and I, you know, I really worked through it. And, you know, it I I had a couple bad nights of sleep, but I still had focus like during the day because I was able to help myself. And so I wanted to ask like, can you come back and talk about that like flexible thing you're just talking about when we were mentioning the cool down aspect and what you just said, like that flexible place? Like, what is that place? Keep in mind that our body is not a static system and we don't live in a static state. And what we need to have more than anything, we're not necessarily practicing being on all the time. We're not practicing being off all the time. What we need as human beings to be at our most efficient is to be able to flow between those two states very efficiently. And that's that's that flexibility that really the, the more flexibility we have in our system, the more resources we have to access either, either at one end of that range or the other. Mm-hmm. So building that flexibility is, is, is really the key here. And heart rate variability is is one way to counterbalance you know, we've already had when we've we've done the buildup. We do the same thing with neurofeedback. We look at optimal performance. It's not about being always on. It's about being always off. It's about being able to shift between the two states at will and quickly when we need to and not being stuck. So you think about a lot of our, our disorders are, are often disorders of being stuck. Depression's about being stuck. Anxiety's about being stuck. So developing that flexibility helps us move and access you know, not only the physical states, but the emotional states that we need need to access as well. So that's huge. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It sounds, yeah. Yeah. If we couldn't adapt, we 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 couldn't we couldn't evolve. You know. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Here. Cheers to that. You know. Really appreciating all this, like, really like grounded information about this hugely important factor of human function. So, and then, so when we talk about something like not just the 
flowing of the day and adapting to the day to day. But we talk about something like what I would call expensive, like performance or building muscle. What stage of sleep are we really interested in there? Or is it just just all the stages? <laughs> Sometimes I think it's it's uh, pick the stage of sleep that you, you want to have fu- the, the less function in. <laughs> That, that's not not an ideal. They're all, <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Uh, and the and the thing is, is that I could say to you, well, okay, you know, first stage of sleep, that's that's your physiological performance more than anything. So, okay, well, um, go to bed early, but get up at four a.m. and go work out. Because the other part of your your performance is that you've got to you've got to mentally be there too. You've got to, you know, you've got to have your timing in intact. You've got to have your coordination intact. And those are the latter stage processes. You've got to have a, a, a psychological uh, perspective that that really kind of allows that performance. Mm. So it's it's a little bit hard to say to you, oh, yeah, just take one one stage but not the other. They're all going to be impactful, especially if you're talking about optimal performance. Mm. You know, I think the best we can do is... One, we know when, we, when we've got to have good performance, let's precede that with with the best period of sleep we can get. Yeah, in in a lot of our athletes, you're gonna you're gonna end up in those situations where you're out, you're playing late at night, and there's gonna be those periods. Okay, great. On your off days, let's counterbalance. So those are some ways we can kind of you know lay in place that good sleep. We know, like it or don't we're circadian beings and we can't, we can't fake it. You know, I've, I've seen people try to play with micro sleeps, you know, the, the, the yeah. 90, 90 minute or 90, you know, 90 minute sleeps or the the four hour sleeps, or I only need five hours of sleep. Well, the reality is no, you can't do that for a long period of time. You're going to ultimately impact your health and your longevity. And we do know that, that REM sleep, is is there's a strong correlation between the amount of REM sleep you get and and mortality rate. So we know it's important. So I'm not saying don't get sleep, but I'm saying let's counterbalance, let's balance and counterbalance. Okay, we're gonna have those periods where we've got to we've got to ebb and there's periods of our life where we've got to flow. It's kind of like the seasons. You know, we're we're going to have both. And so again, that flexibility is mm. is really where you know we kind of circle back to. Gosh. Yeah. It's just I, I'm I'm thinking about all the all the times that in the season of self care that we mentioned sleep. I had uh, my dentist on, and we talked about the airway. And she's she's a unique dentist. She is called a functional airway specialist, and so I wanted to hear her perspective on the airway and you know just taking care of your mouth. And not just like separating it from the rest of your body. So it was interesting there. Sleep came up, of course. And I we also talked to a nutritionist who specializes in um, mental health. And, you know, she was... Uh, I wanted to ask her so many questions about like gut health and like some of the, you know, connections there with the whole body health and, and mental health. But you know what? We talked about anxiety and we talked about calming the nervous system and, you know, just being more self-accepting and loving. And I also had a psychologist on who specializes in GI health specifically, and he uses hypnosis to help so many of his patients. And 
sleep and performance came up in that conversation. <laughs> uh, it, it its way into so yeah. many aspects of our life um, that we can't ignore it. Yeah. We just can't. Um, and, and yet I think that, that to that, we've got to try to create a, a consistent routine. We can't ignore that. We can't dismiss it. You know, gut health, again, gut health, mental health, you know, the incidence of we look at at interns in, in medical situations, mm. uh, you know, the incidence of depression is huge in those individuals who are just being sleep deprived. Their de- decision making ability is is greatly decreased. So we we can't we can't shortcut this process. Mm. At the same time, I think we've got to be a little bit careful about, you know, just truly, as you said, we've got to make this a forgiving process that people can learn to work through. Uh, because I think if we don't, then it, there's a propensity to just, just kind of shut the door on, on trying. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't want to see. I think we, as you know, build that discipline and try to be, you know, successful to a greater and greater extent as much as we can, and I think that's a good human way of approaching some of this stuff. I hope people don't walk away from this episode having anxiety about getting sleep. You know, that's the last thing exactly. I want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because like there's just such a trend in this industry with, you know, hacking your sleep. Like what you're saying, like 90. 90- I have I I don't have the bandwidth to even pay attention to that stuff. I just know it's out there. So glad I, that you said some of that. <laughs> I think that being puritanical about any any practice that we do behaviorally as human beings is being inflexible. Mm. And remember <laughs> that we we going back to flexibility. Uh-huh. We've got to be able to to move with our circumstances and adapt. And uh, I think there's a lot of prescriptive approaches out there. Yes, we need sleep. Yes, we need eight hours. If, if you know, are, are, are we as humans always going to have that? No, that is not our human condition. But, you know, again, it's, 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 it's shooting for that closer and closer approximation that we can get as we move through this, I think is, is going to be really key. And I think it's going to be help people be more adherent to trying to have good sleep hygiene. Okay, I goofed up tonight. I have to not, I, you know, I have tomorrow night to, you know, be able to try to counterbalance some of that mm. and really kind of keeping sight of, of that as well as it's just huge. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So before we close it up, Nick, do you have any uh, insights to help parents of teenage athletes with this conversation? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I can't get my own teenage daughter athlete to go to bed on time. Dang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it. I try to, yeah, if, if you just tell them, hey, you're a teenager, you're at the stage of life where you need more sleep than any other point in your life, um, they're not going to buy into that. You know, they, a lot of them aren't going to care that it's going to help them in school the next day. So if they are into sports, mm-hmm. use sport as the hook. Be yes. like, hey. Listen to all of the athletes that are out there that are talking about sleep and how early these athletes go to bed on nine game nights. It's so important for all the things that we've mentioned, whether it's physical recovery, mental recovery. And so you get them thinking about how it's going to help them on the court or in the pool or on the field. And we're kind of backdooring our way into helping with all of the other benefits mm. that the sleep provide that will help them from a neurological aspect to uh, have better control of their emotions 
and decision making and memory and and all of these things. So, yeah, it's, it's just kind of being creative and finding what that hook is going to be to get the kid to listen. Well, you got cool dad of the year. That was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try. I try. Are there any athletes associated with NeuroPeak Pro that like we can look to as like our, our nervous system regulation heroes in this space? Well, you know, I'm going to be biased, you know, because we, we've got a lot of really cool folks to choose from, but I'm I'm always going to be a big Kirk Cousins fan, you know, the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. One, they're having a great year. Yeah. Um, they're running away with the division, which is cool. But yeah, you talk about a guy who puts in the work and is very aware of why routine is important. He's been working with us for 10 years now since he was a senior at Michigan State. So it's been fun to kind of walk alongside him from a, a college athlete to a guy in Washington who's a single dude just trying to survive in the league to now married with two kids on a new team and just those stages of life and yeah. the stress that comes with that and how he's navigated it and yeah. how he takes care of himself all throughout the day so that when it's time to unwind at night he's done all of those right things that leads to the better recovery at night it's not just go 100 miles per hour all day and then just hope it's all going to fall into place right before bed it's it's mapping things out it's being intentional but then once you do that for a while again you have to be intentional you have to work at it you have to you know we're not trying to scare people but mm -hmm. Anything you're going to do well at in life, you need to be intentional about it. But then when you start to see the reward and the benefit from it, then it becomes easier and easier. You know, as he's seen his production improve, as he's handled life situations differently, that's the reward and the reinforcer to say, hey, this is working. I've got to keep doing it. And, and that can benefit all of us, even us non-professional athletes, that you see the benefits from the work that you put in. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for being here. Linda, did I miss anything? I think we've got a, a lot of the takeaways. We didn't yeah. talk about too much about sleep, you know, uh, enhancers or, or supplements, but I think that's almost a conversation for a whole nother podcast, actually. Yeah. I think that the big takeaways are that we're, we're looking at, at stress reduction. We're looking at all those stages of sleep are important. We're looking at the, the idea that we've got to build flexibility in our system and our life. I think those are some huge takeaways in terms of, you know, working with sleep. And we know that heart rate variability biofeedback is a really good way to enhance sleep. We've got, we've got some good studies now starting to back that up. Mm. So exciting times. I'm, I'm excited to hear about them. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and also like when I think about enhancing sleep, I I hope and wish for everyone that they understand this flexibility piece first anyways. Like it's- Absolutely. I, I'm sure someone will sell you something <laughs> to enhance <laughs> that sleep, you know? <laughs> At the core of my uh, routines and my intentions, like, you know, Nick was saying, is I have the ability to go between- focused, hard work, and relaxing as my my performance at work helps people perform at their life. And I don't take that lightly. And I 
that's the intention I want to keep. I think yeah. with, with what you do, it's it's good, it's solid, it's practical, it's balanced. And I really think that that's the approach we take to sleep as well. Mm-hmm. It's not this gadget or that gadget or, you know, I, I drink this or swallow that that's, that's, that's going to be the thing that's going to get sleep in order. It's going to be the good, practical, solid day-to-day stuff we do. You know, keep your stress knocked down. We know exposure to light is important. And we know when you get to bed and having that sleep is important. I mean, those are simple things. And the good news is they don't cost that that's not a bit those are not big ticket items in our, our society. So starting there, I think is is really key and foundational. Fabulous. Can uh Nick, can you tell us uh where people can find NeuroPeak Pro on the internet and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. The simplest way is neuropeakpro.com. Also, we're on all the socials. So just search for neuropeak pro at neuropeak pro. We try to update all the socials as much as we can. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then we've got a great working relationship with MAT. So it's always fun to engage with all of our friends yeah. all across the country with MAT. And again, it's just, it's such a natural connection to mm-hmm. what you are doing in your facilities to get people. I think, you know, prepped for an MAT session mm-hmm. by breathing. And then depending on the type of treatment they had done, a nice post-treatment breathing session goes a yeah. really long way too. We see just tons it. of great feedback from all of our practitioner friends on how yeah. they do it. No, it's exciting. I'm I'm planning the expansion of this studio and I can't I want to set up like a little recovery area and there's definitely gonna be some breathing involved. Well, sure. intentional breathing. <laughs> Yeah, we better all breathe. Yeah. yeah. Be precise. Do the precision breathing. Do the precise one. And, all right. Well, amazing conversation. So enlightening. And I do think it was powerful. And I'm really excited to get this out on the the feeds and the whole internet for everyone Love to it. enjoy. <laughs> Internationally. Really you, Jen. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.